welcome to the Healthy Catholic Moms podcast, where we make moving and nourishing our bodies a priority so that we not only fulfill our vocations, but excel in our callings. I'm Brittany Pearson, a Catholic wife, mom, and personal trainer, and I'm here to help you build healthy habits that actually fit your life. I am here to teach you how to get the results that you want and maintain the results that you want without spending hours at the gym or meal prepping all weekend long. I understand. I am right here with you, getting my workouts done in the nooks and crannies of time, looking up recipes while nursing babies, and trying to prioritize my own health amidst everything else going on. But I have really good news for you. You can get the results you want in less time without doing hours of cardio and restrictive dieting. I am going to teach you how to use strength training and eating in a macro-balanced way to get you feeling so good in your skin, full of energy, and strong to carry out your life, okay? (laughs) On this podcast, we'll delve into how to lose fat in a simple, sustainable way, what your workouts and nutrition should look like during different seasons of life, like during pregnancy and postpartum times, We'll also discuss healthy, quick meals and how to get them on the table, make food that kids will actually want to eat, mom hacks for making your day run more smoothly, and so much more. All the while with continuous encouragement to stay the course and live with discipline. This is a place where we're striving to steward our bodies well in order to joyfully serve. I am so happy you're here. Let's dive in. beautiful people. How are you? I hope you're having a wonderful day and a great week whenever you're listening to this. I'm so happy you're here. And if you're a newer listener, you can find out more about myself and all the ways that I can help you over at healthycatholicmoms.com. So today you clicked on it. You saw what's going on. We're talking about five ways to naturally boost your energy. Yes, I know it is possible and it is not reaching for more and more and more caffeine. No judgments if that's been you today, if you're on like your sixth or seventh cup of coffee, but we're going to chat about ways to enhance it naturally. So yes, caffeine is even a part of this, but we can work with our body's natural rhythms and use nature and things going on to help us to feel better overall. Now, of course, we're all in different seasons and some of us might be in seasons of very little sleep. You might have insomnia during pregnancy totally get that, totally been there. I can never sleep in my pregnancies. And especially at the end, I always joke that I get start getting a lot done. If you've been around the podcast a long time, you're like, yeah, Brittany, I've listened to you through a couple of your pregnancies and uh, you talked about how much you'd get done because I will. I'll just rearrange my spice cabinet in the middle of the night, all these things. But anyways, it's not fun if you are in that boat or if you have a newborn or just kids that don't sleep through the night, you toddlers that are up and older kids that have nightmares and whatever. There's a lot of reasons where we can be up during the night or getting very little sleep that makes it really hard to function. So I will say this whole episode is not going to be me pontificating on the beauty of sleep, but it really is an important pillar of health. And studies show, research shows that we really should be shooting for seven to nine hours of sleep each night. And then getting under six hours of sleep I think it's even six hours or less. I think it starts at six, where if you're routinely getting six, that's actually shown as like way too little sleep, like sleep deprived starts at six hours of sleep or less regularly. So, and most sleep experts agree that you, if you have like one five hour night, 
lobbed in there or something like that, it's not going to do too much damage. But if that's routinely your norm and you're always skimming from sleep for a long period of time, you know, again, I just said there are seasons of life. We just can't help it. And like, we're like, yeah, I'd love to be getting eight hours of sleep. But especially in those newborn phases where you get your first like five hour stretch and you feel like a new person, you're like, come on, five hours is great. But truly in general, for as much as we can control it, especially if we're just not getting to bed, because I know we all crave that me time, but we want to stay up late and watch a bunch of shows and have our snacks and have our time. Again, I get it because it's kid free and you get to like decompress a little bit. But if that's what you're prioritizing over sleep, it's just not great for your sustainability and, and longevity long term. So you heard it here first. I'm telling you now, because a lot of you I know are younger listeners, like young 20s and mid 20s. And if I was listening to the podcast then, like if I was you trading places here and I'm just hearing longevity, longevity, I'm thinking, okay, lady, I just want to get ripped and toned right now. I don't really care about 45, how I'm doing 65, 75. I want you to care and I want to kind of like drop these breadcrumbs for you. And then those of you who are more around my age, around 31, 32, 33, 34, 35 and beyond, we're already thinking about it. I think that a lot of my friends who are around my age, like this is where our attention has turned is like, ooh, longevity. Yeah, joints. Yeah, my, you know, metabolism and things because it's true. Suddenly what you're doing in your 30s, didn't like what you did in your 20s doesn't work in your 30s sometimes. And beyond, like I hear that from my clients in their 40s and 50s, like what I did at 30 is not working anymore at 50. So a lot of focus for me lately has been on longevity and sleep is a huge part of that game. Okay. All that being said, as much sleep as you can get, hopefully between seven and nine hours, most nights, if you're in a season of life where you can, and you're doing the very best you can to make that happen. Beyond that, we are going to look at how you can naturally boost your energy. Number one is to expose yourself to sunlight as soon as possible and to start your day with movement. So I kind of threw two together for this one because they both have to do with the start of your day. Tons of research shows that it is best for you to get out in the sunlight as soon as you wake up. Now, when I've heard this before, I'm like, but what if I'm up before the sunlight? And (laughs) I don't know the answer exactly. And that research had nothing to say about that. But that's me a lot of the times as I am getting up before the sun, not so much now as the days are starting a little bit earlier. But I would just then still start my day inside, like do my prayer, do whatever I'm doing first. And then as soon as the sun was kind of rising, I would get out there five minutes, 10 minutes. This is what I've been trying to do lately is just not expect it to have to be like that's that used to be me like if I can't walk around my backyard for 20 minutes or get a whole rosary in or whatever I'm just not going to do it but there was a study that I don't have to cite for you that showed that even just five minutes went did so much in waking up your body naturally and getting your circadian rhythm going it was very interesting because it was I'm sorry I cannot cite where it came from but they were talking about how like our eyes are designed to, even when they're open, you know, half of your eye is still covered by your eyelid, but the other half is getting that sunlight. And they actually said it's best to go out in the sunlight without sunglasses so that it wakes up your body, like your eyes actually adjust to that light and it signals the rest of your body like, okay, her day has begun. It is morning. Cue the hormones that she needs. Cue all of this to make your body work really well harmoniously together. And then movement is so essential in the morning, even if it's stretching for five minutes or walking like that. So you can get like two birds with one stones here, like walk around your driveway, walk around your backyard, 
you could obviously go for a walk, but I'm just saying like trying to get rid of excuses for those of us who maybe are solo parenting in the morning and we have little ones sleeping or, you know, hopefully kids are still sleeping and we get that time to ourselves to do this. But um, obviously if you have a little baby who's with you too, I've done this just when I like, you know, when baby would wake up, when I would wake up, if they're in my room, I just wrap them in a blanket, depending what time of year it was and go outside with them and do the same thing. Walk around for five minutes and come back in. And it just a world of difference in setting your day up on the right foot. So that'd be the two birds with one stone way of getting your movement in right with it just by walking outside. Otherwise, you could go sit on your deck or your patio or your front porch or whatever, your front step, your back step for five minutes in the sunlight. Maybe you're doing your morning prayers out there or something. And then you come in and you stretch for five minutes, do some mobility work, some bird dogs, some spine openers, that kind of stuff. And oh my goodness, the difference already in that setting the tone for a healthy, active day versus you staying inside in the dark, being sedentary, flipping through your phone first thing. Can you just see how much that like the two different trajectories your day could go on? Like active, grateful, connected with nature versus like already sucked into whatever drama is going on with the world, taking in content right away staying in a stale environment like your house and with all the trapped air, all that. I'm not saying I'm 100% perfect on this. There are some days where I set my alarm to wake up early before the kids and then I just can't get out of bed and I do spend a half hour flipping through my phone because I'm like, well, I'll just get some things done while I'm here since I'm up, but I just can't get out of bed yet. And tell you what, my mood is never, (laughs) like the two moods are incomparable to when I'm up and at them in the sunlight and moving. And the difference in energy is wild. So even if you don't start your day with a workout, just movement and that exposure to sunlight is really important. Number two, start drinking water early and often. So I recommend between 80 to 100 ounces of water a day. It's really hard to get that in if you don't start right away. And then the weird thing with water and hydration and how our bodies work is that the more we give it, the more it really craves. So in the beginning, when I start eking people's ounces up, I don't start right from if you're drinking 40 ounces of water, I'm jumping you up to 80, but I'll ask you to start trying to increase it each day. It is crazy that as you start drinking more, your body really does want more. So water has this like beautiful power of, of obviously it's hydrating us. So it's also energizing us. So much of our body is made up of water. It makes sense to keep everything running really well, to keep us regular, all these things. Water plays a really big role. So start right away. That's seriously like the second thing I do. I brush my teeth. I start drinking water and then I will head outside if the sun's already up, walk around for five minutes. Maybe I'm saying the rosary out there too. Maybe I'm not coming back in. And like, wow, things are already cooking. All it takes, I always tell my husband that. I'm like, I even said it this morning. This morning we did a live workout with the Chasing Greatness group. And it was 545. And I set my alarm for 430. And he came in at like 445. And it's like, Britt, you snoozed it. I'm like, okay. And he came in at 450. And he's like, are you going to gonna be good by yourself? Because he was leaving for work. I was like, yep, I got this. And like, I got out of bed before five. And as soon as my feet hit the floor, I was fine. And I said that to him before he left. I was like, see, I just always have to get out of bed. He's like, yeah, that's that would be step one. <laughs> but it's really true. Once you get going, you're just setting the tone for that. All right, number three. So the first two were really kind of like starting your day, getting energetic here. 
this is kind of a little bit farther in your day. Number three is actually to wait a bit to have caffeine. So waiting a little bit after waking. This is something, you know, a lot of us, when we talked about our morning routine episodes, I shared mine. I shared a lot of listeners' morning routines. Coffee was a staple in a lot of ours. And I've mentioned this before where I just really like the act of having coffee. I like having the warm cup in my hand while I'm saying my morning prayers or reading scripture or whatever. And it's like the whole experience, right? It's making it lovely. It's We just talked last episode about food as comfort and enjoyment. Like it's just a pleasurable part of the day to have that warm cup of coffee. And I know a lot of you guys have said that you like having that first coffee before your kids are up and it's just peaceful. So I totally get this and I know that not everybody's going to jump on board with it. Maybe just something to consider that maybe you actually do start with a decaf cup and then a couple hours later you have a caffeinated cup because... This goes back to our circadian rhythms. Our body starts naturally picking up its own cues. If you've had that exposure to sunlight and you've started moving around, your body starts sending those hormones to like, okay, you're awake. Here's what we're going to give you. When we kind of interfere with that by pumping caffeine into our systems right away, if you roll out of bed and go press start or your husband brings you coffee or whatever, it's like in the first 10, 15 minutes of waking up then our bodies do become dependent on it. And that is why, you know, you hear people say like, I can't function without coffee. And you might hear that and be like, you know what, Brittany, if the worst thing about me is that I am dependent on coffee, I'm okay with that. <laughs> like, I get it. I see you. I understand that. Just know that is a recommendation from research. And um, Cam Newton is a famous football player. And I don't even know who he plays for right now. It was the Panthers for a long time. But there was, he shared his training plan once and that was a big theme and that was that he like wakes up, does his training and everything. Maybe I'm getting that wrong. Maybe he runs or something. He did some kind of physical activity before having caffeine, but then he might've, he wakes up at like four or 5 a.m. And then it was not until nine or 10 that he had caffeine because he said that he likes to wait a couple hours to let his circadian rhythm start doing its thing. So Cam Newton does it. I'm just saying, I'm just throwing it out there as an option. (laughs) All right, two more. So we had expose yourself to sunlight and move, start drinking water early and often, wait a bit to have caffeine. And next up is to change up your environment and or add music. Okay. Environment is huge. And this is something that I recommended the book, Atomic Habits, a whole bunch on here. And Atomic Habits talks a lot. The author, James Clear, speaks a lot about environment and how big it is and our habits and the things we do and how we are. And it's super true. It's also very difficult to hear or read or know as maybe a stay-at-home mom who spends a lot of time in the home. Like, well, super, Brittany, if you're telling me to change my environment, I have like four kids under five. I'm nursing. Like, I can't just, all right, let's change our environment. Like, let's go somewhere else. So I get that. I relate. I'm not at four kids under five, but I have you know, three under almost six. And it's, it is not easy to just be like, all right, guys, we're going somewhere. We're doing something. Yes. Sometimes that does totally work wonders and wakes everybody up and changes the mood and the spirit of the home. If it's really a rough day, like, all right, we're taking a car ride and you go through the drive through somewhere and everybody's happy. But if you can't, like, this could just be going outside, going outside does that for us. And like, if everybody's kind of chippy inside or I'm feeling really tired, this happens a lot my kids love to read and that's great. And I love, you know, reading to them. And obviously (laughs) literacy is great, all that stuff. However, the fact remains that when I'm sitting on the couch 
reading aloud book after book, I want to fall asleep. And I don't think it matters how energized I am, if I've started my day with movement, if I've had caffeine or not. It's that I get to that point where I'm like, I am going to fall asleep if I read one more book. So they know this and I will get to like book six or seven and I'm like, mama needs to move. And I will stand up and be like, we're going outside or we're taking a dance break. Like we would do that in the winter. I would put on one of those go noodle things on YouTube and we would do like a Grinch run or an elf run or whatever. And um, the floor is hot cocoa was one that we did <laughs> instead of the floor is lava. And it was like, we needed to move and take a moment break and then maybe play some other stuff. And then we could go back to reading, but we just couldn't sit there, sit still in that spot. And you know, that sitting is such a big thing that zaps our energy. So that's huge. If you're, you know, at work, maybe it's taking a lap around. I know a lot of you take walks on your lunch breaks instead of sitting on your lunch breaks. I think that's awesome. I used to do that as well when I worked and, you know, taking advantage of moving and being active and not being sedentary. But if you can't change your environment and you're like, well, Brittany, I'm still in my house. I can't really like, yeah, we can kind of move around or dance around or whatever. But otherwise, how do I do this? I find just adding music and what music is and does is like such a great way to energize things. If I am making dinner or we're just doing whatever and I have on like um, one of my favorite Spotify stations is cello covers of pop songs and it's a great station but I'll put it on when it's quiet time or I'll put it on when the boys are doing schoolwork and it is it's lovely but it also like could definitely lull me to sleep. I also you know I could fall asleep anywhere you might just be getting that from this conversation. I am an energetic person but if I sit I'm done. I have literally fallen asleep at the dentist, like with their hands in my mouth, fallen asleep. And it's just if I if I said I'm done. So there's something to it's not just all music, but peppy music. Like there's a lot of studies that show when you're listening to music with whatever kind of beat or a fast enough beat that people start going harder and faster in their workouts. And that's a way to enhance your workout. So it also affects the mood and the energy of your day. There are times when I do have something slow around and I'm like, okay, we're, we're getting really down in here or drawn out or I'm getting drowsy. We've got to put on some 2000s pop, some 90s country, some whatever, like change the mood. And it does. It changes the mood. It changes the atmosphere and can absolutely get the energy up. So don't discount music. There's a reason people have pump up songs and pregame playlists and all that kind of stuff. Lastly, this might be a fun one for some of you and some of you might not love this one, but my <laughs> crunchy ladies will. Using peppermint. So I will take peppermint oil and just dab it like right on my temples. Um, or I will diffuse peppermint oil in the diffuser. I'm no expert in essential oils. I'm not telling you like this is not medical advice to rub it on yourself and be careful if you are putting it in your temples because you don't want to get it in your eyes and all that stuff. But peppermint does is supposed to wake you up. And in my experience, it definitely does. And that might be even having a mint or chewing some mint gum or whatever. But something about mint is supposed to help you be alert, wake you up. And in my experience, it definitely does. So when I feel that midday drowsy, I had one that I would keep in my car. Um, I think I used to have one in the diaper bag. Right now, I definitely just have one in the house because that is where I am a lot of the time. And it absolutely works its magic every time. I just, it peps all of us up. Just, just smelling it if you're not going to. I don't put, I don't like ingest peppermint oil, which you probably can too, but I don't. I just, again, put it on my temples or in the diffuser and it's a good little wake up. 
All right. I hope this is super helpful to you. I hope that you can glean a couple things from here. Maybe there's something on here that you did not know that you can file away in the back of your mind. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd really appreciate if you would rate and review it or if you would share it with a friend and we can get the word out to more tired moms about how to get energy naturally without hitting the monsters and the Red Bulls because that's not great for you. You heard that here first too. All right, ladies, I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you so much for listening. Bye.